you guys. I've got it. Oh, wait. Let me do the one, two, three. Wait. One, two, three. Okay, now I'm in sync. I am so tired. Truly, it is currently, it's 9.37 in the morning, which isn't necessarily early. Like, wake up. Why am I so tired? I don't really know, okay? But one thing that I've learned about doing podcasting is that you've got to be honest. You can't try and put forward a facade. If you're tired, you have to lean into it. No, because there's been so many times where I have tried to record an episode, especially in like season one, where I would try and record an episode and I'd be, you guys, at death's door. Like, so tired. Maybe I had like a crazy cold or something. And I just go on about my recording session as if nothing was happening. What are we doing? Bestie, just say what's going on. If anything, it makes it more endearing and more relatable. So you guys, I'm tired. Who's tired? Raise your hand. You guys, if you're tired, clap. I'm tired. But yeah, welcome back to Self Interrupted. I'm Kit Costello. Today we're talking about fear of settling for less, which I've wanted to talk about for a hot second. Honestly, since last season, the first season of Self Interrupted, I've wanted to talk about this, but more from you know, the scope of toxic friends and settling with friends. But then I started experiencing settling for less through work. And I just thought that I'd make it like an umbrella term and talk about it more vastly rather than, you know, nichely about like, I don't know, friends and stuff. Because I feel like it can be kind of jarring to talk about obviously your personal relationships online. And I don't really want to do that. So I'm going to be speaking, um, I don't know, just honestly about the fear of settling for less because it is a fear of mine before we get into uncovering my fears apparently can you tell that i'm tired i'm sorry i'm like listening to myself and i'm like oh bitch you need to sleep like seriously get some rest because i'm just walking around and so i feel like i'm not like you know i'm normally like hey guys what's going on and now i'm like you guys what's going on but maybe it's matching the vibes where you are maybe you're waking up in the morning and you just want to relax you want someone in your headphones that's just going to talk to you like a normal person rather than someone that's just like i don't know trying to be funny but yeah anyway hello good morning i want to talk about what's been going on in my past <laughs> i'm not even putting it out uh, hello, good morning. This is what's been going on in my past week. Jail. No, seriously, put in a bit of effort at least. Okay, you guys, this is what's been going on in my past week. If you don't know, I normally talk about what's been going on in my past week, every episode. And, you know, this episode's no exception. So let's get on to what's been going on in my past week. So kind of randomly this week, I've been trying to walk 10,000 steps a day, which didn't realize I was fully walking under a thousand steps a day what was i doing however comma where is everyone walking you bitches are like oh yeah i walk ten thousand steps a day minimum minimum where are you walking i did a walk yesterday and i've been trying to walk every single day by myself for at least like 30 to 40 minutes i walked yesterday listening to is it mitski mitski's new album slay very for me it's background music i don't think i could like indulge in a song like that i'm such a you guys i am such a pop girl it's honestly and you know what everyone acts like pop music is so lowbrow whenever i'm like oh i like pop music someone's like oh okay i like classical music i'm better than you bitch shut the fuck up i don't care that you like a bit of violins and some strings it doesn't make you a better but 
Can you tell I'm heated about this subject? But like a tree annoys me. But Mitski's album, for me, it was background music in the sense that it was like a beautiful soundtrack to my walk. And I think that people would get that. If you listen to Mitski's new album, you would understand. I honestly would say standouts, but I can't really remember the songs, if I'm going to be completely honest. But they were, they were lovely. They were beautiful to walk to. And I did feel like I was in a Studio Ghibli film while walking to them. But it brings me back to my point. Where the hell is everyone walking if you're walking for 10,000 steps? Now, I did realize at the end of my walk that people aren't walking 10,000 steps in a singular walk. And that made me think, oh, that makes a lot more sense. The other day I walked to the village to get a, co a coffee. And I was just like, what are we doing? Like, you be serious. I got to the coffee shop and I asked my mom to pick me up. I was like, mother, quick. ASAP. I can't walk back home. I need to get back. I actually tried, if you guys live in the UK, I don't know if they have Costas globally. I don't think they do. But Costas like a Starbucks in the UK for us. And they have the new Maple Hazel. Is it Hazel Maple Maple Hazel coffee? It was yummy. No, it truly was. Pepsi's Pepsi. You guys know that Britney Spears meme where she's like, where the interviewer was like, do you really like Pepsi? She's like, yeah, I love Pepsi. I love Pepsi. And then he's like, what kind of Pepsi do you like? What kind of Pepsi do I like? Pepsi, Pepsi. <laughs> Pepsi, Pepsi. Oh, you know, diet Pepsi, regular. Oh, regular. I like regular. Bitch, I fucking love that. And I use it a day-to-day -day basis. Anyway, I had the maple hazel coffee from Costa and it was really yummy. No, it was. It was very sweet. One thing about me is I can adapt really quickly to something. I drunk it and then I was like, this is crazy sweet. I had two more sips and I was like, it needs sugar. Like, get help. Why is my nose running? I think I'm starting to get a cold, you guys. Last night, I was truly in the trenches, like just before I went to bed. I felt COVID vibes. Oh, do you remember that era? Sorry, I'm like completely on a bit of a rant right now. But do you remember that era of like YouTube and social media where people wouldn't say the word COVID because they were scared of their video getting flagged? I cackle. I cackle. They're like, you know, the C word. I'm like, what C word are you talking about, bitch? But like, why don't you just say it? It's so mad. It's so, it was so great. What a, what a wild time. No, truly, what a wild time. But yeah, I started to feel COVID vibes, but now I don't anymore. I just feel cold vibes. For me, COVID vibes was like heavy eyes and then really itchy, scratchy throat. But I've started drinking this drink called, I'm going to call it a hot mojito. And it's a mint green tea bag with a generous amount of honey and some lemon juice. And it tastes like a mojito. And then scientifically, if you let that cool down, it's a mojito. Let me get onto the actual days. Okay, so Monday, I don't have anything down that I did on Monday. Flop for me. On Tuesday, I went to see Ray. I actually am wearing Ray merch right now. I don't know if you can even see this. But I went to see Ray at the Royal Albert Hall. And it was truly life-altering. No, it was. I went with one of my friends. And the Royal Albert Hall is so beautiful. If you don't know, it's kind of like a landmark in England. Landmark. It's a. It's an attraction. It's like a massive, grandiose room where a lot of musicians go. There's just like talks in there as well. But Ray was performing there. And... You guys, I went out for drinks with my friend Kian beforehand. I say drinks, he got me a Aperol Spritz. I was plastered. I wasn't plastered, but for me, I've never been drunk, but I, tipsy. I was tipsy. So I was feeling like really tipsy from this one Aperol Spritz that I had, that once we got to the Royal Albert Hall, we had about, you know, half an hour to wait. And I was waiting in line getting like my snacks and stuff. And I was just giggling, giggling. It needs to be scientifically proven as to why I can't handle alcohol. Like, God forbid I had more than one Aperol Spritz. I would have been plastered on the floor black out. Anyway, we saw Ray. Of course, it was, like, show-stopping, iconic, beautiful. Ray's story is just so inspiring. Long story short, she was with a label that didn't really believe in her for, like, seven-plus years. And then she outed them on Twitter. They dropped her, and then she released her 
debut album debut album after fucking seven to ten years crazy she releases the album it goes number two with the number one single of escapism just incredible love her anyway got back home realized i hadn't finished editing the podcast okay great love that so i was up until 3 a.m editing last week's episode of the podcast but honestly it was kind of scenes like in my house everyone was asleep obviously at 3 a.m and i was just kind of running around i was just running around my living room editing the podcast i wasn't editing it i was just kind of waiting for it to process so i could schedule it to upload at 6 a.m um but yeah staying up until 3 a.m was a fun time so then on wednesday i did nothing i truly was to be honest i woke up at 7 a.m which for me i can never just lie in some people are like oh my god that's such a good thing it's not because when i go to sleep at 3 30 in the morning and i wake up at 7 a.m what are we doing stay in bed so i got up and i just like went about my day but i was very cautious to not do too much because i knew i had been up since 3 30 in the morning i did nothing for like the whole week wednesday thursday friday nothing i can't even remember what i did to be honest but on saturday you guys i had a roast dinner now one thing about me is that i love a roast dinner but then another thing about me is that i don't have one on a regular basis i saw the other day in sainsbury's my favorite meat alternative brand this released a vegan chicken roast honestly this this isn't i don't even know the name of your brand i think it's called this this if you're out there listening if anyone knows the brand this please sponsor the podcast i truly use your brand every week every week i get the chicken pieces every single week they're my favorite thing ever but yeah i had the this chicken roast and it was honestly show-stopping incredible next level draw dropping stunning tens across the board um and i had it with sweden Sweden carrot mash didn't rate that from Sainsbury's sorry Sainsbury's up your game I'm currently sitting in my pajamas and in my dressing gown if I couldn't get any more like cozy I don't know what would make this more cozy anyway back to talking about my week on Sunday Sunday was a busy day for me I want to make this clear before going into this recap Sunday I got laser hair removal my last of eight sessions which I am going to be getting a new session package but i have to wait to see the progress that i have made so that they know how many to basically prescribe me kind of vibes anyway i made my way to starbucks it was an oxford street starbucks uh-huh, uh-huh um and i got the overnight oats from starbucks which were very yummy and i also got a pumpkin spice latte yeah of course that came to nine pounds for a small little pot of overnight oats and a medium pumpkin spice latte i was screaming she said oh that will be 8.95 and i said for what i can't believe the overnight oats were fully three pound fifty and they weren't even that fierce i'm gonna say it anyway i had laser and then i really wanted ramen you know when you really fancy something lately i've been really indulging in my cravings which i think is so beautiful honestly i love indulging in a craving when you have something that you really want right now it's a hash brown i really fancy hash browns i don't know maybe i'm pregnant i don't know what's going on but bitch I was craving ramen on Sunday fiercely. There was something that was just, I just wanted authentic ramen. And I walked from Laser to another place in London for like 20 minutes to get to this ramen place. And I I, I got there and I was like, hey guys, do you have rice noodles? And they said, we're out of stock. And I was like, it's 11 a.m. You're already out of stock of rice noodles. Get it together. Anyway, so then my authentic mission failed and I had to go to Wagamama's. Wagamama's is yummy, but it's not like authentic. I wanted that authentic cuisine. Anyway, I got to Wagamama's and I thought, you know what? I'm not just going to get my usual ramen, which is like the mushroom tofu ramen from Wagamama's, which is really yummy. But I'm also going to get the sticky ramen 
ribs, the vegan sticky ribs. Oh my God, show stopping. You guys, the way I did this on a whim and now forever and always I'll be going to Wagamama's and getting the sticky ribs. I want that to be certain. After Wagamama's, I then went to Selfridges because I really wanted this Dior backstage foundation. And yeah, I bought the foundation. It was really great. And then the shop assistant was like, do you want concealer? And I was like, oh no, I'm fine. And she was like, are you sure? Gags. And honestly, that's all that's been going on in this week. Not that crazy. Honestly, the week was kind of tainted by me staying up until 3 a.m. Because I just wanted to make sure that I had rest and recovery. It obviously didn't work because I'm feeling incredibly tired right now. Anyway, let's get on to the episode topic of fearing. Nope. <laughs> let's get on to the episode topic just says the wrong thing. Okay, yeah, cool. Anyway, let's get on to the episode topic, which is fear of settling for less. I was gonna name this topic fear of being complicit, but turns out complicit means involved with others in activity that is unlawful or morally wrong. Yeah, that's not what I meant. And I want that to be 100% clear to the kittenators and the self-interrupters listening. I meant complacent and then i looked at complacent and then it didn't really make sense either because it was kind of like you think you're too good to change that's not what i meant so the idea of settling for less is the agreement that i came to in my head for me settling for less means you almost give up trying to change so that could be with jobs that could be with work that could be with love life etc it's kind of like the idea of being so secure that you don't want to ruin the security even though if you were to ruin the security it may even benefit you but it could negatively impact your life so you just stay you know settling for less and there are a couple of reasons why i wanted to talk about this topic because i've experienced settling for less through my jobs through modeling through friends and bad friends and i just wanted to talk about that and how i kind of overcame that and what my experiences were when I broke that cycle after settling for less and I realized my worth. For me, my first agency in modeling, I really felt myself settling for less. I would say I felt myself settling for less about half a year into my first ever modeling contract. I think when you go into something like modeling, like acting, like singing, you know your goals. Like, you know what your goals are in the specific field that you want to achieve, right? But when you're then in that field, you kind of become accustomed to the expectations that people have around you. It's not that these people that were in my first agency didn't think highly of me, therefore that made me not think highly of myself. It's that they didn't really have the means to support my goals and my ambition. So I kind of settled for less in that sense. Do you understand what I'm saying? So instead of me pushing them to increase the jobs that they were getting me, increase the amount of shoots that I was getting, the jobs and the brands that I was working with, I settled for the brands that they were giving me. That were, girl, by the way, just really bad. Did I ever tell you about the job that I did for a survey company? You guys, let me just sit you down. Sit down, let me tell you. I think I told this in one of my first episodes ever, but if you weren't there for that, let me tell you. This is probably the job that made me realize that I needed to get out of this settling for less cycle with my first agency. So I was told that I had a casting in London for a survey. Now by this, I mean an online survey job. And I would have been one of the people modeling, basically congratulating these people for completing a survey. 
Be serious. Here I am, I had these goals of coming into an agency saying, I wanna walk runway. I wanna be on the cover of magazines. I wanna be on billboards. I wanna fly across the world modeling. And they were like, yeah, we see your goals. We see your ambition. How about you do a casting in London Soho for a survey company where you congratulate people on completing a survey? That's the same thing, right? And I was like, oh, okay, let me settle for less really quickly and meet you on your level. I'll go and do this casting. I go to this casting, worst experience probably in my modeling career. There I was being told to cry for happiness because someone completed a survey. They were like, okay, so three, two, one action. You're standing in front of a camera. Now I want you to cry with happiness that someone else has completed a survey. I was like, I'm not gonna do that, but how about I say congratulations? Honestly, I purposefully messed up that casting because I didn't want to get that job at all. I remember leaving that casting room and just saying to myself, I've got to leave this agency. I've got to, what? Cut the cycle of settling. Sometimes you've got to cut it. You've got to cut it off because if you settle for less and you continue to settle for less, those opportunities and the treatment of you and yourself is only gonna get less and less and less. For example, I'm not saying that this is factual and I'm not saying that my first agency would have done this, but because I even went to that casting, the casting that I didn't even wanna go to, my agency probably thought, oh, okay, Kit went to this casting. Kit doesn't mind going to castings like this. We'll send Kit to even worse castings in the future. Do you see what I mean? That pattern of settling for less makes it worse and worse and worse for you. However, the fact that I realized my worth and I said, actually, no, I don't wanna be doing this right now. I don't wanna be going to really shitty castings in the middle of Soho where I honestly feel embarrassed for myself that I'm crying over happiness for someone completing a two minute survey online. It's not gonna happen, okay? And we've gotta change something up. So cutting that cycle of settling for less is so important to you and to your worth because for me, I feel like, especially in the modeling industry, your worth is kind of not important to a lot of people. And it's not, not that it's not important, but it's just not seen. And some people just expect you to do certain jobs because they're like, oh, you're modeling. This is, this is what you want to do. So go and do this really sh sh bad job. Again, I'm trying not to swear too much on the podcast. Go and do this really bad job that doesn't align with anything that you want to do because it's still modeling. Knowing your worth and realizing that, you know what? I don't have to feel committed to stay to this agency. I feel like there are signs that, make you aware that you need to leave. And one of those signs for me was that casting in Soho where I realized, actually, I don't wanna be crying out of happiness for someone completing a two minute survey. I don't want this to be my legacy. I don't want this to be my career. And you've just, you've really gotta find that self-worth that you know that you have. And those dreams and those goals that you had for yourself when you first entered the industry that you wanted to be in. And like I said, breaking this cycle is so important. And for me, obviously breaking the cycle was leaving this agency. It was around May or June last year. And I was in such, I was in such a bad place because I felt like my self-worth had gone down because I'd met my past agency at the worth that they had for me. Personally, if you're sending me out to stupid castings like that, your worth for me isn't high. And it's not meeting me at my level of self-worth. So if I'm not making you meet me at my level of self-worth, I'm meeting you at your level of my self-worth, which is low, clearly. So after a couple of months of feeling really low about my self-worth because I'd met them, I 
remember just being like, I need to cut it off. And a few people around me were saying, you shouldn't do that because you don't know if you're going to get signed again. You don't know if people are going to want you. And that really kind of annoyed me. I was about to say something else, but again, we're trying not to swear this episode. That kind of annoyed me because again, it's these people around you that don't really believe in you. Honestly, you know, they kind of install this idea that you're lucky. You're lucky to be in the position that you're in. For example, for me, it was modeling. You're lucky that you're in this modeling agency. You're lucky that they signed you. And I always got that, you know, from family, from a couple of old friends. And I would say, what the fuck do you, what the hell do you mean? They're lucky to have me, you know? It's about correcting those people around you and reminding them of your worth and saying, actually, no, they're just as lucky that they have me as I am lucky that I have them. And that's when that toxic mentality of settling for less starts to come into play because all these people around you are saying, you're lucky to be in this position. And it doesn't even have to be modeling. It can be the job that you have, the nine to five job that you have, that you were quote unquote lucky to have, that you were lucky to get. It makes you feel like you weren't equipped for it in the first place. When in reality, baby, I was equipped, if not more equipped to be in that agency. For me, leaving that agency, Bless their hearts, they were sweet, but leaving that agency was one of the best things that I have done in my career. It was the idea that I had my power back. I had that self-worth back instantly, truly instantly. It was, okay, how do I get signed to another agency? Okay, how am I gonna re-navigate my career so that it fits my narrative? So that it doesn't fit this old agency that just wanted to send me to survey castings. How does it fit the narrative that I want to be on runway, that I want to be on billboards, that I want to be in magazines? Allowing myself to have these new goals and to have this new ambition and to not only have this new ambition and these new goals, but to find those old goals and those old ambitions that I had lost being with that agency. It was so impactful for my life and so important. That brings me on to my freelance era. If you guys don't know about the Kit Costello freelance era. Oh my gosh, it was so serious. It was incredible. And I would not be here today if I didn't have my freelance era. I wouldn't be in the current position of my career. I wouldn't, I don't think I'd even have this podcast if I didn't have my freelance era. It was so serious and you guys need to understand. Around June, when I unsigned from my first agency, it was go time for me. I was grinding. I got myself at London Fashion Week without an agency, which is incredibly rare. Like truly, it's hard. I grinded, I got myself in a magazine. I got myself multiple photo shoots. Like I was grinding my ass off to get the career that I felt like I had been lagging behind because I'd been with this agency. I was kind of almost catching up. For me, breaking that cycle of settling was so important in my mental health but also in my job and my work and the story of me, you know, it was really important in my job. And I think there are reasons for me now to be doing somewhat of the same thing. And it is scary. It's scary not knowing, stepping into the unknown, not knowing what is going to happen once you disband from you know, a certain job that you're in, a stable job, a stable way of life. Once you move away from that, 
you don't know what's coming next. And that is scary, but it's also inspiring. And I think that those two things can live simultaneously and together. Being scared and being inspired is so passionate and so exciting, honestly, because I think those two combined makes you work so fiercely and so hardly, whether that's to get another job that's bigger and better than your old one, or that's to get signed to an agency that's bigger and better, or it's just to get a job that meets you at your core values. Another example of breaking the settling cycle would be friends. I have a catalogue of bad friends in my past. I mean, I went to a school where, I mean, I just, from the get-go, did not fit in. And again, it's that example of me lowering my self-worth to meet them at their idea of my self-worth. These kids at my secondary school would pick on me and I'd kind of lean into it. I'd be like, yeah... I am kind of annoying and I am weird, whatever. For me, there was like no other way out because I was at secondary school and I just felt like there was no other way. However, I remember around like year nine, I broke the cycle of settling. Say it with me now, broke the cycle of settling. No, I did. And I cut off all of those friends that were mean to me it was scary because I didn't have friends for about a week. I had no one to hang out with. After a week, I found people in my school. And I remember, I remember so vividly, I remember being, playing rugby. Oh my gosh, please. Because it was a rugby school. Reminder, I went to a, a Catholic rugby school. Don't make me scream. And I remember meeting this one person at my old secondary school. And he told me that he had a boyfriend. Gagged. Bear in mind, this was a Catholic school. So me going to an all-boys Catholic rugby school, the last thing I expected to hear was that someone had a boyfriend. It may be controversial to say, but maybe I lived the experience, I can say it. I remember him saying like, oh yeah, I wear eyeliner outside of school. And bear in mind, I was not exposed to queer culture at all. Being told that there was a queer kid in my school, and the only reason I found him is because I cut off those friends. I broke the cycle of settling. And I found this friend that inspired me to be more like myself. It was incredible. It was so great. But also the subject of bad friends doesn't even necessarily have to be about people that bullied you, right? It can be friends that aren't serving you anymore. By this, I mean, and I want to be careful about the way that I word this, because I think that on this podcast, I'm aware that I can say stuff like, you know, quit your job break up with your boyfriend, leave your friends. But I don't want it to ever come across that way. I think it's very important to recognize that not everyone's in the position where they can quit their job. Not everyone's in the position where they want to leave their friends, where they want to leave their boyfriend, you know? It's not something that happens easily and it's not something that you can do easily. It's, it's one of those situations where it's much easier said than done, especially with, you know, a job. I mean, that financial security of being in a job and being in a workplace that you feel comfortable in, but you know that you can maybe do better. It's scary. And I'm in a very privileged position where I've never experienced that of being at a nine to five job. I've only modeled my life. I mean, I've worked on the farm, but that's family business. Like I've never experienced what it's like to work for someone else consistently at a nine to five job. So I'm very aware that my take on, you know, jobs and friends and stuff, it's only my take. It's not the take, you know, and I want you to know that before going any deeper into this topic. But back to friends, I do believe that you should cut off all your friends. No, I'm kidding. No, back to friends. I have been in positions where my friends that I've been friends with in the past, they haven't necessarily been, you know, completely terrible to me. They haven't 
like punch me in the face kind of vibes but they also haven't been a friend by that i mean they haven't been there for me they haven't called me they haven't messaged me they haven't got back to my messages they haven't met up with me in months and months and months they haven't cared about me all they do is talk about themselves all they do is talk about their other friends you know you need to recognize again that that is settling in some aspects and in some respects you are settling for some people that don't care that much about you and i've had to learn this the hard way i've had friends that i've been friends with forever dude you know since i was four or five and then there's almost this idea of like comfortability where they just don't care they kind of disregard you a bit and again it's that idea of worth you then meet yourself and your self-worth at the worth that they're giving you which is low because why aren't you asking me how i am why don't you care how i feel i haven't talked to you in like a month and you haven't reached out you know and it's jarring and it is frustrating and i've been in a situation with a certain person where when i stopped reaching out they just stopped reaching out and that was it and that was the friendship of years just ended and i remember being gooped because i remember thinking to myself if i stop reaching out they'll reach out at some point and they never did and that to me is just a reminder that you need to be placing your energy into people that care about you the way that you care about them because if you don't you're in a situation like me where you're putting all your energy into a friend that once you actually stop and you look and you realize actually this friend is putting in no energy to me that once i stop putting energy into them contact dies we never speak again settling and worth are two things that go hand in hand and if you have low self-worth you will settle for someone that is giving you low worth right does that make sense i truly believe that it's important to break that cycle and it doesn't have to necessarily be i'm quitting this job i'm getting rid of this friend it can be raising the conversation being transparent. I think those conversations are super important, obviously, rather than just cutting communication completely. Once you feel like you're just settling because you feel secure around someone or some job, that's when it starts to become toxic for you and yourself because you kind of lose those values that you had going into that certain thing. So for a job, you lose the values. Like for me, I know that when I was with that first agency, I lost those values, those dreams I had, those dreams of being on billboards, those dreams of being on runway. I lost those dreams because I was being given these terrible jobs and these terrible castings. So I just thought that's what my worth was. But when I broke that cycle, I said to myself, no bitch, get the fuck on the runway. What are you doing? And it goes hand in hand with friends and those friends that you don't want. And you know that you are not being treated correctly by. But once you feel secure around those people, it almost feels like you'd be losing something if you were to lose them. When in reality, most of the time you don't. Most of the time, you're not losing anything. If anything, you lose one friend and you gain so many more because that energy that you're putting in to this past friend that wasn't giving you energy back, you were not only putting in your average amount of energy, you're putting in so much more because when you weren't talking to them, you were thinking about them. You were thinking, oh my God, why aren't they texting me? And this can be about, you know, a partner, a boyfriend, a girlfriend. Oh my God, why aren't they texting me? Why aren't they messaging me? It's been two minutes. Why haven't they seen my message? It's been a day. Why haven't they replied? And that's why when I'm in a talking stage with a person 
that I'm interested in romantically. I never play that talking stage game. If you sent me a message, I'm sending one back. If you don't send me one back within like a day or two, I'm not gonna entertain you because I know my worth. And if you're out there and right now, I know that there are gonna be some of you out there waiting for a message from someone that you think is cute but they're not respecting you right, baby, realize your self-worth. Because if they're not messaging you within a day or two, they don't care. I don't care if they're trying to play this game of, oh my God, like, they like me a lot. They just, no, baby, you're delusional. If they are not messaging you, they're not messaging you. That's the long and the short of it, unfortunately. I just want you to know your self-worth. Again, remember why you got into this friendship. Remember why you made friends with this person. It's because they made me feel happy. It's because they were always there for me. You look at the friendship now and you're like, they're not making me happy. If anything, they're making me anxious. It makes me feel like I'm on edge all the time. Why aren't they messaging me? They're not there for me anymore. Cut the circle of settling because once you do, your world truly opens up. I wasn't even sure if I was gonna record an episode today, you guys, I'm gonna be completely honest. I was so tired. I didn't know if this topic was good enough to talk about, but I feel so inspired right now. And I feel like my self-worth has risen. It truly has. And I really hope that it has for you too. I really hope that you've enjoyed this episode of the podcast and this topic. I really love doing topics like this. Slightly more, I wouldn't say serious, but slightly more meaningful, I guess. I really do love doing topics like this. They are kind of daunting going into it because the tone is slightly less comedic and slightly more serious but i hope that you've enjoyed it nonetheless before you go i of course do have a recommendation of the week and it seems that every recommendation of the week recently has just been music and i kind of like that i like the idea that i'm just giving you guys a song to listen to so this week i'm going to recommend you waking up in vegas by katy perry a classic now if you haven't listened to this song in a while go and listen to it I don't care. Go and listen to it. It's really good. No more has to be said. Waking up in Vegas, Katy Perry, incredible, timeless. It's a classic. But other than that, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Self Interrupted. If you have, please rate the episode, share the episode with your friends, share it on social media, on your stories. It really, truly means so much to me always. Also, you can follow me on Instagram and on TikTok at kit.costello. You can go onto my website, www.kitcostello.com. You can see my portfolio on there. You can read about my backstory on there. It's kind of fun on kitcostello.com. No, it truly is. But other than that, I hope you have a great week. I'm sending you so much love as always. Kits.